0: Tell mom stop tripping.
1: What it is, what it do. This is Ramblin', your weekly Rams podcast that brings you inside of the team and news around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Rollis, coming at you. From Los Angeles, California, the Rams are 4-1 after win over the Washington football team. They swept the NFC East for the first time in franchise history. It's only October, too. All right, to talk about the Rams and all that good stuff today, we've got a good friend of mine. He's a former O-Lyman, two-time Super Bowl champ. You can find him all over ESPN sharing his wisdom and his inside of the game. He's also a man who isn't afraid to wear makeup outside of his work on ESPN. He also mm-hmm. shares his face. When his daughter needs to practice applying some eyeshadow. He's mm. Damien Woody at Twitter. He's Damien <laughs> Woody right here and now. Your modeling days must be ahead of you, right, Damien?
0: <laughs> and exactly. You know, this beautiful canvas was on full display for my daughter. So anything I can do to help her.
1: So you got like, a, I think a purple looks very nice. Now you know how I feel when I'm like, let's try all these colors out today.
0: Oh, a- absolutely. I got so many requests and, and everyone wanted to see the final product, but my daughter was like, no, nah, I'm still practicing. I can't put it out there just yet. So it's coming.
1: Okay. Well, she's got what, she needs another face, like tell her to come over to LA. I could use uh, some help.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure she would love to come to LA. So yeah, I would definitely do that.
1: Um. So speaking of models, the model player we all know and love keeps getting better somehow. Aaron Donald had four sacks in the game against Washington, you were an O-lineman. Like, what are your thoughts on Aaron Donald and figuring out how to stop him? Not that we want to stop him, but how does one go about where you're like, what am I doing in this game?
0: Well, first of all, prayer would be like the first item uh, for me going up against Aaron Donald because this dude just seems like he was just, he's just been made in the lab. Um, obviously, he's – I've said, you know, many times that Aaron Donald is the best player in the National Football League. Um, he does his job. He plays his position better than any other person plays their position. Um, he's, he's every week he does things that just defies logic, considering the, the position he plays. He plays in the interior on the defensive line. You're not supposed to create that type of havoc. And he's not the biggest of guys, but he has so much power uh, his technique is, is pristine he's just he's just the best player in the National Football League and I love watching him play
1: It'd be nice to see him get like an MVP like throw everyone off like we're like what the what you know like
0: uh, it, it, listen if it was if this wasn't so much of a quarterback driven league I absolutely I would think he would be a shoe in for MVP
1: for sure he's definitely MVP on the Rams and no one's going to argue that at no. all uh, he's no. just the second uh, second defensive tackle with multiple games of four plus sacks, and he's the 19th player overall to accomplish that feat. So he's doing something Ooh. right, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, um, he is. He is. He is balling out of out of his mind right now.
1: He is. It's awesome to see.
2: Uh, so well, I feel like it's dangerous for you to give him extra. Like if you take away with uh, no training camp, no. Traditional off season, you all you let him do is just work out for six more months. Like that's just not going to be fun for any o lineman.
0: Yeah, he's been working out on his abs more, so it's just you know this this is just adding injury to insult where he didn't he didn't even, he didn't need training camp. He just went out there game one to start breaking shot.
1: I know. I know his fiance. I'm friends with her, his fiance, and she's like, I, I saw her recently, and I was like, you look so thin. And she's like, yeah, sometimes I do these workouts with him. I'm like, you're going to disappear. You're not putting. Oh, she's anything. crazy.
0: She, she must be crazy. Because I see some of these, some of those workouts that, that Aaron Donald posts. And I'm like, yeah, he's nuts. Like, just absolutely nuts.
1: I think I would be like a pen if I worked out.
0: <laughs> calorie down.
1: Um. So the Rams have a new uh, DC, Brandon Staley. Uh, and he's been doing a lot of movement on the D-line in and out of the line of scrimmage to kind of keep them fresh in games. Um, he says it also helps keep the O-linemen confused, kind of guessing, keeping them on their toes. What do you think of this approach? Is this like, oh, yeah, why don't we think about that sooner? Do you see this a lot in the NFL? Um, it seems to be working well for the Rams. You're seeing guys like Morgan Fox get way more looks this uh, this season.
0: No, I think it's it's been great, you know, because, you know, one thing about defense alignment, those guys need to be fresh to be able to get at the quarterback. You know, you you put in all the work on first and second down to be able to get in a position on third down to get the reward. Um, so to be able to rotate a bunch of guys in and keep those guys fresh is, I mean, that to me, that's what every defensive coordinator should be doing. Uh, fortunately, the Rams, um, you know, decided to do it this year. I also noticed that, Aaron Donald's moving all over the defensive line. You know, one week he's on the guard. Next week, you know, during the game, he could be over the center. He could be over the tackle. He's all over the place, and I think that's what you have to do with really good players because obviously, offenses try to key on him and take him away, but it's hard to do when you move him all over the place.
1: We always hear it's a game of chess, right? And it's like, Mm -hmm. you literally put, like, I feel like when they put Aaron Donald somewhere else on the line, and it's like, you know, checkmate, 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 and people are like, "Why did you put him in front of me now?" I don't want to go you.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he's like a he's like a he's like a bowling ball out there. Every time you every time you watch a game, there's bodies flying all over the field, and uh, that's to me that's what you want out of your de- your defensive tackle. You want him to wreak havoc inside. That's what he's doing for
1: sure. And and I will say this: like it's been great, and I know that his teammates are excited because one. Aaron Donald does open up the rest of that defensive line to make some moves as well if you're going to double and triple team him, which now AD seems to have figured out, oh, I have three people on me. That's okay. I can still get to the quarterback. Not a problem. But also, if you've got three guys on him, the, the world is your oyster if you're Michael Brockers or Morgan Fox or Sebastian Joseph Day or the linebackers are now getting opportunities like Troy Reader, Michael Kaiser coming up when, when he gets healthy again, like we're seeing more of that, which is fantastic. I'm like, thumbs up to you guys for figuring this out. Uh,
0: absolutely. And, and and obviously the secondary benefits as well, when you can get that pass rush, they don't have to cover as long. So every everyone benefits off the greatness of Aaron Donald.
1: For sure. McVay says that what he loves about this team is that they're so resilient and they always seem to figure out a way to win, even in that loss to the Bills. It was so close. I mean, they came back 25 points down. Uh, What do you think has been the main factor to the success of the Rams over these past five games?
0: Well, it just seems like, you know, offensively, they had their mojo back as far as the play-action game. You know, um, Jerry Goff seems like he's in a really good rhythm. Uh, The receivers are playing excellent excellent ball. Um, It's kind of – Reminds me of a couple years ago when they, when you know, obviously Todd Gurley was a huge part of that, but just Jerry Goff just seems confident and comfortable in the pocket. When you have that, combine that with what they're doing on the defensive side of football, this team is, uh, they seem like they're not lacking confidence out there on the football field.
1: For sure. And you said it, Jared Goff seems comfortable. The only thing he really doesn't feel comfortable is spiking the ball right now. Uh, my segment, <laughs> what makes me happy? Jared Goff perfectly executed the worst spike I've ever seen. And he knows it. And everyone laughs. I don't know if you saw the game, Damn it, but it was raining outside. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But it really is like, who cares? I mean, I watched um, Robert Woods watching Jared. Spike the ball, miss completely, and what's was just, like,
0: "Just a bit outside." That's that's, that's awful. We got got the quarterback. Gotta do better than that. You know, <laughs> you can't you can't mess up a spike. Like, come on now, it's it's not that hard.
1: Oh man. Well, he, he used to play baseball. I think he was a shortstop, not a pitcher. But he, I mean, it could have been. You know, could have. It was a strong throw. It Just totally went that way instead of down.
0: Well, maybe you, maybe, maybe you have to teach them. You're going to have to show them the way. You yeah. got it down.
1: Put me in, coach. I'm ready. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shoulders up a little bit. Um. So some news around the NFL. Prayers to Dak Prescott, right? Like that compound fracture, that dislocation, a.k.a. to the untrained eye, the ankle looked gnarly, and it, I'm not going to lie, like someone was cutting onions in the room when I was watching that Giants-Cowboys game. You cannot help but feel for him because of everything that he has gone through with his brother and this contract situation and all the things that we have dealt with outside of the world. Black Lives Matter and COVID, all of it, right? Like, Let's just pack it on for this poor man. Um, Right. The biggest thing that me and Matt were talking about before was how do you see players and agents handling holdouts moving forward? Because in this case, this is the worst case scenario, right? Like usually it's like, all right, I'll hold out. Go ahead. Try me. I'm going to put up crazy numbers, which he was doing. And now he gets injured. So do you kind of see this moving forward as something that affects guys?
0: Well, I think, listen, first of all, guys know, like, you know, it's all, it's all about risk reward in this particular, particular situation. And Dak knew, he knew what the risks were, you know, that at some point, you know, something like this could possibly happen. Um, Fortunately for Dak, in my opinion, modern medicine is such where, you know, he, you know, they already said it's like a six month rehab. Okay. And Achilles injury is worse than that. So I think Dak will still be in a in, in a really good situation. Dak has proven over his career that he's one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. Um, I think he's going to come back healthy. I think the Dallas Cowboys will be stupid not to, at minimum, franchise him again to run it back. Um, but Dak, to me, clearly has earned, has earned a, a, a big contract looking at his body of work. So I think at the end of the day, it'll all work out. But, I think every player that gets in this type of uh, this type of position knows that it could happen to them because you're in a you know a violent contact sport.
1: Yeah, for sure. It could also you could get injured like Tyrod Taylor because your um, medical staff punctures your lung. So we now, all that said, Justin Herbert comes in and you're like. Is this dude a rookie? Where have you been? So, that's another interesting quarterback situation. What are your thoughts, Damien Woody?
0: Um, he I look, I he caught me by surprise. I yeah. thought he played well at Oregon, but I I didn't think he would come into the league and do this 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 well. He has been phenomenal yeah. uh for the Los Angeles Chargers and I think a lot of that has to do with his development. I've always said with a lot of um a lot of young guys uh, a lot of the success that you could have coming to league depends on the organization and how you're developing. Clearly with Los An- the Los Angeles Chargers, he has some really good coaching around him. I know that, you know, on the Monday Night Football, you know, broadcast, he talked about Pep Hamilton, who's um, obviously coached at Stanford. He's a quarterback coach with the Los Angeles Chargers. And he's done a phenomenal job, um, along with the rest of that offensive staff, of getting this young man ready to play. I mean, think about it. Tyrod Taylor was a starting quarterback. You know, it was, everyone was talking about Justin Herbert. He's going to sit back, he's going to watch Tyrod, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's thrusted in there. Yeah. You know, just...
1: He really watched Was
0: Yeah, like, Tyrod got hurt right before pregame, um, like a couple weeks ago, and then a young man finds out, look, you got to go in there and play, and he played a played an awesome game, and I think he's done a Tremendous job week in and week out just being ready to go. So kudos to the coaching staff. Kudos to Justin Herbert for going out there and just letting it fly. Well, and typically I feel like, you know, we, he's shown flashes of
2: his arm and he can work on the accuracy. That's not a problem. But I think like one of the things you don't expect from a rookie quarterback is pocket presence. And I feel like he's had several instances where he's done so well about feeling the pocket collapse and then breaking right. out and he's been, patient when he needs to be and he's been able to avoid dangerous sticky situations when he needs to and that's like stuff you can't necessarily teach a quarterback you know so it's just really impressive stuff from him. Uh Serena are we are we ready to move on to the socially distanced social segment?
1: Let's do it.
2: Perfect. Well, congratulations <laughs> to the Los Angeles Lakers for winning their 17th NBA championship. Damien, I know you were hyped about it and we asked the players last month who would be their starting five. So we wanted to get yours for who would be your championship team based on current players or anchors that you work with now.
0: Oh, man, current players. Um, My starting five. Obviously, I'm going to have LeBron. Yeah. Um, Yeah. LeBron is in there. I'm going to have I'm going to have Kevin Durant. I don't care that he's coming off Achilles. Kevin Durant can pull up from anywhere. Um, I'm going to have, give me Kyrie. Kyrie. Nope, nope. I take, nope. I'm going to take that back. Give me Steph. <laughs> give me Steph I the think Chef. Said Curry. That too. <laughs> yeah, give me Steph the Chef Curry. There you go. Um, and um, let's see. Give me Clay. I need another sharpshooter. And then I'm going to go with. Give me Anthony Davis. Yeah. So that's 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 my five right there.
1: Can I ask, why does Jimmy Butler not ever get love? It's crazy. Like, I was just talking about this um, with Amino Hassan, buddy of ours. And I yeah. was just like, when you name the top five players in the NBA, he's like 16, 14, 12. And I'm like, this dude just put the heat into the NBA finals. And I, like, I checked myself because I was like, let me think. Okay, LeBron, Steph Curry, right? You're going through it. Damian Lillard, right? Like then uh, you could, like, name, again, eight more dudes before Jimmy Butler. So it's funny that I, you said that.
0: Oh, you know what? I got the utmost respect for Jimmy Butler because Jimmy Butler just seemed like a type of dude that, he had to scrap and claw to, you know, to get any type of respect. Um, but I think he earned it. He earned it this year, taking that Miami Heat ball club, which, listen, listen let's be real. No one, really, no one expected the Miami Heat to, to sniff anywhere near the finals. But the fact that Jimmy Butler said, you know what, I'm going to go down to Miami to that Heat culture, and I'm going to elevate that. I'm going to help elevate that whole program. That team is going to be there for a while. That team is going to be in the mix for a while.
1: I was hoping that you broke down like anchors where you were like, okay, we're getting well, Oh, yeah, that's what I
2: was, I was going to say. Let's go. Let's talk
1: Let's okay, talk.
2: We- Let's put you guys on a on a street court 3 on 3. <laughs> all your own fouls. Okay.
0: You and two give others bro- who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking from Okay, from so from my so from my network, give me give me Give me Jalen Rose. Cheating. Give me Jalen Rose. Give me Jalen Rose. Give me Marcus Spears. Me, oh, me my Marcus God. Spears, Jalen Rose. We take, we take it, we taking all, we taking all callers, all bets. Dang. We going yeah. there. I would got take big...
1: J. Will then. I'll take J. Will.
0: <laughs> okay, you take J. Will. We we just gonna file him half to death, so we we good.
1: I feel like I need a bigger guy because I was going to go Ryan Clark. That's my boy. But we have a very small squad. Y'all, got,
0: y'all, y'all playing small ball. Y'all playing like the Houston, Houston Rockets.
1: We can just take them outside shots.
0: Right, right. That's right. We're going we to body y'all. Body.
1: Yeah, that would be tough. I don't know. I'll take Aaron Donald. I'll be like, yo, you, AD, you free? I know this isn't in your hey. contract.
0: Hey, as long as he's not sacking anybody on the court, I'm good.
1: Right. I think Michael Brockers would be amazing at basketball if he decided to take that route. He is big. Andrew Whitworth and Michael Brockers on a basketball court.
0: <laughs> Those are some big boys.
1: Yeah, big they some big
0: boys. Yeah. Cool.
1: Um, all right. We're going to uh, end it off with say what. So the special teams coordinator, John Bonamago, drives a 74 Grand Torino GT it is yellow it is fantastic and I asked him about it as he joked in a recent press conference he was just like hey I'm the oldest member of the staff he says he just comes in to work with his lunch pail very funny Andrew Whitworth was like yeah he's bringing that lunch pail I was like wait you you all do too
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know, right you got old. your own
1: lunch pail <laughs> um but he has John Benamego the coolest car, and this is what he had said recently about his fun ride. It was one of those things that I've you know you've always wanted, and uh, you know I finally broke down and got
2: it. Was had my eye on three of them for, for quite a while. Went saw, them, went and bought it uh, without my wife, uh, <laughs> and,
1: which was kind of dicey there and a little bit in the beginning because. You know, I got the old, well, it's your money. Do what you want to do. But uh, <laughs> once she saw it, she, I think she loves it more than I do. So it's, a, it's just a fun little toy, little hobby. So I would like to know your thoughts on a specialty having the coolest car on the block, but also do you have a toy or a hobby that you bought when you were like, I'm in the NFL now. This is my money.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Listen. I love the fact that he pulled that type of move. I have a 1969 Chevelle SS convertible that I call Bluebell. Yeah, when you see, when you name a car, that's when you know, like, it's a wrap, it's special. And I only drive on Sundays, okay? So I put the top down, and me and the wife, we go on a nice little cruise, so... Yeah, I got I got bluebell with the it's uh Carolina blue with with white racing stripes. So it's it's bad.
1: Oh, that's nice. Where do yeah. you go get like ice cream and root beers? Like
0: what? yeah, yeah. See, that that's it. That's it. And then I do that, and then I put it right back in the garage.
1: When did it. you buy that?
0: I got that like two years ago. Oh. Two years ago, it took it took like a year to restore it.
1: Oh, wow. So you like got the old car and then fixed it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So I put it on the road. I'll race anybody with it. Yeah. It's like that.
2: Yeah. My 08 red and black Honda Michael Civic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'll race you with that. My four cylinder engine. Yeah. So it's the real deal.
1: I love that. Bluebell.
0: Yeah. Bluebell
1: love that all right well when you see him in the streets just give him a little honk
0: yeah yeah and be ready don't don't test me because i will i will crank her up
1: <laughs> and the no one's allowed to touch that sucker but you i'm assuming
0: Nah, no one can touch it no nah, it's just it's just me it's the key just is me. To,
1: like in a lock box somewhere
0: oh yeah yeah it we not even gonna it it won't even come out again until until spring
1: okay it's, it's yeah Kept safe.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: Perfect. Well, Damien, I appreciate it. I'll see you in the spring. Go for a ride. But that's it. Another episode of Rambling in the Books. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll be bringing you more episodes throughout the season. If you're craving even more, rams podcast we have a gajillion of them now we got rams revealed with jb long rams iconic with former rams marco four and we just brought back between the horns which streams live on youtube every thursday morning check them all out we're in there we in there and we about to play the 49ers get hi, (laughs)
0: damien let's go baby let's go rams let's go ahead and get this